successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here at 980 AM. I appreciate you joining us as well if you're listening on iTunes or uh, via podcast or at GrillNationShow.com, where you can connect with me. Uh, you connect with me on social media as well, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter, as well as I'm on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. Just search for my name. It's always great to hear from my good friends in Kansas City and throughout the country. And I appreciate you joining us again today for another exciting episode of the Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the show before we uh, bring in our guests today. Title sponsors of the show are... MoBank, BOK Financial, Trust, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include the KCADC, that's the Kansas City Area Development Council, Brian Sarf with True Wealth and Company, guest co-host and on-air contributor, and the Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan Maybe, a guest ho- co-host and on-air contributor. Appreciate all of our supporters. Their websites and all their information are at thegrillnationshow.com. Excuse me, just grillnationshow.com there. I was excited to, to talk to our next <laughs> guest. Uh, we have MoBank BOK Financial with us today as a title sponsor of the show. Ryan Humphrey is joining me again. This is his second or third show, I believe. He's the vice president at BOK Financial. Uh, welcome back to the show, Ryan. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we were sitting down before we came on air, and I think we decided it's the third time that I've been on, and I'll probably be back again soon if you'll have me. I would, mm-hmm. definitely. I like I like that uh, you come on here once in a while. It kind of freshens up the uh, the questions, if you will, yeah, yeah, and sure. the atmosphere uh, and, and whatnot. And uh, today's show will be no different, Ryan. We are going to be bringing in two really cool guests here uh, after the break. Today we're going to be joined by Clark Morris in studio, who's the Vice President for Advancement at William Jewell College and the Executive Director of the Harriman Jewell Series. And by phone, we're going to be joined by Dr. Gary Armstrong, who's the Associate Dean for the core curriculum at William Jewell. He's also a uh, director of political, or excuse me, a professor of political science at William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Their website is jewell.edu. Ryan, why are we talking to... uh, to a college today. I, I, I want to know more. Like, how did this all yeah. happen? Because we're going to be breaking down some really interesting stuff around critical thinking and around some of the things they're doing differently to really uh, put themselves up on the map at William Jewell College. Sure. You might be thinking, why is this banker bringing in a, a small, smaller private college from, from around town into the studio? But I've gotten to know William Jewell's CFO, Brian Clemens, over the last four or five years, just through kind of a consistent calling effort to try to do some business with William Jewell and Brian's a great guy. I've really enjoyed getting to know him, and he's a real advocate for William Jewell, and he does a great job of telling their story and keeping me up to date with changes that are going on there, and it's always interesting to sit down with him, but um, you know, I talk, spend a lot of time talking to CFOs and controllers, so a lot of it's business-focused, so I look forward to times like this when I can talk to people like um, like Gary and, and Clark and 
they can kind of give us their perspective on what's going on at the university. And we're not just focused on the financials and they, they get to the real meat of what the school is doing. And they're doing a lot of interesting work here in Kansas city and educating people from across the country. And I think they might mention later across the world and Mm -hmm. they have a unique perspective on what's going on there in Liberty with William Jewell. It's, it's not your typical small liberal arts college. They have kind of a unique focus and uh, I'm sure they'll have some interesting stuff to share with us today. Yeah, I'd like to get into that with them. Uh, they're taking traditional, they're not taking a traditional liberal arts approach. They're really getting into analytical thinking, reasoning, and ethical decision making in a lot of their courses. They're, they're, they're kind of got this new mantra that, well, they've had it, but now they're actually, it's, they're getting some uh, real notoriety for it. Some uh, real traction. Being the, the critical thinking college. Uh, that's beyond a marketing uh, slogan there, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They, they really live that and preach that, and you can see it in their students um, that they have this critical thinking mantra and expertise. And w- with the way the workforce and technology has changed over recent years, it, it critical thinking becomes more and more important, and we really see it in our day-to-day because everyone has access to the same information and the same data, and you have so much so much data and information at your fingertips, and you have to think, okay, what can I do with this information or how is it useful or what's the right information to be looking at? And if I'm going to take a position based on this information, you know, how do I defend it? And um, I think we, we might get into that more detail later, but it's it's really interesting work. And I think William Jewell is doing a great job of differentiating themselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to them about that. And we're going to have a conversation around three critical questions. And I know their courses deal with this and their core curricul- curriculum around critical thinking is what is truth? How do we know? And what do we do? They really challenge people there, and uh, I'm excited because I, I, I'll i say this on air, I'm assuming later in the show, but how many times are you sitting there in your office, Ryan, or when you're dealing with a client or whatnot, going through hundreds of emails, when you decide, man, wouldn't it be cool to like, you know, have a powerful conversation sure. that isn't about, you know, you could put everything aside right. for a week or two and, and, and talk about, you know, dealing with the world, how things have changed have really deep conversations and, and disagree with people on topics. And, and they're finding a way to work this into kind of all of their core curriculum there. Yeah, and it's so, really easy in, you know, in our lives, in our roles, banker, attorney, whatever yeah. it might be, to just get kind of stuck in your section of the world and get stuck in just having financial conversations. But Gary and his students get to have these high-level discussions on problems across the world and take positions on it and debate them and really get into the weeds on – kind of conceptual ideas, but then what William Jewell does a great job of doing is taking these conceptual high-level ideas and putting them into practice. And how do we train our students to have these high-level thoughts and discussions and then put it into work once they enter the workforce? Mm-hmm. And they, uh, William Jewell actually, we'll, we'll get into this in the show, but they've added some addition, uh, recent degrees as well in civil engineering and data science, and they, they really have an emphasis in innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, not only that, but I believe that they place most of their students after six months either in grad school or, or in jobs, almost 100%. Uh, I've read online, and, and uh, they're doing a lot with employers here in Kansas City uh, and throughout the metro to really kind of find out what they need and, and placing students. And the success rate is is one of the finest there is. Uh, it is, and I think it's great the work that they're doing in the Kansas City community in job placement. You know, I talk to my clients all the time how are you with people? Do you need more people? Do you need more employees? And in this tight job market, it always comes up that uh, our top clients are always looking for good people, always looking to retain good people. So I think it's great that William Jewell is having those conversations with employers in Kansas City and not just asking, what do you need? What degrees do you need? What type of students do you need? But really following through with it and making changes to their curriculum to better Kansas City. 
Well, I want to thank you for uh, bringing them on the show again today. We're going to have Dr. Gary Armstrong and Clark Morris from William Jewell, two very successful individuals who are, we're going to have a lot of fun with them. They're really going to kind of get full behind the curtains of, of critical yeah. thinking and, uh, We'll have some fun here on the Grill Nation show today. Ryan Humphrey is my guest host from BOK Financial. He's the vice president there. Uh, what's your website, Ryan? BOKfinancial.com, BOKF.com, or MoBank.com. Uh, you guys are always growing. That is. You, that's you, right. That's bank's right. Bank's growing. And- it's, it's amazing to see the growth in the bank here just in the Kansas City market since I've been here. I came here late 2009 and was one of maybe 50 employees at that time, and now we're around 300. Wow. Um, with the addition of the MoBank team, that certainly helps, but there's been a lot of organic growth as well. So it's been great to get to know the MoBank team and work with them more and expand our capabilities here in Kansas City. So we'll just keep charging ahead. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me again today. Ryan Humphrey is my guest host from BOK Financial. You can find out all the information you need about our show today and about all the Grill Nation shows at grillnationshow.com. I appreciate you joining me again today for another fun episode of the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening today to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM KMBZ and as well on iTunes via podcast. And I appreciate those who have joined us today online at grillnationshow.com where we will post photos of our guests. We have all of our old shows listed there by guests and titles and uh, appreciate you joining us uh, however you're listening today. Continuing on today with one of our um, supporters and a guest co-hosts of the show, Ryan Humphrey. He's the vice president at BOK Financial. Uh, Ryan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jason. It's great to have you back. Yeah, great uh, to be you, back. This is what your third time. I think so. Yeah, that's third right. Third time co-hosting today. Uh, and you guys do a great job at BOK Financial and Mo Bank. Great uh, partner of the Grill Nation show. As you mentioned in our first segment, we are going to be talking to some really outstanding folks from William Jewell College. In studio now, we have Clark Morris, who's the vice president for advancement at William Jewell. Uh, and on by phone, actually, we're, we're going to be using technology today. We also have uh, Dr. Gary Armstrong, who is the associate dean for the core curriculum. He's also a professor of political science at William Jewell College. Their website is Jewell, J-E-W-E-L-L dot E-D-U. Clark and Dr. Armstrong, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you today? We'll start with Clark, since he's sitting right next to me. How are you, sir? Doing great, Jason. It's uh, really nice to be here. Thanks great, for having us. Great to have you. And uh, Dr. Armstrong, welcome to the show via phone. Good morning, and thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look over here to Clark here real quick. Clark, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and then uh, Dr. Armstrong will do the same. I want to learn more about you guys, and then I want to learn about William Jewell. So, Clark, you... Uh, You've been around Kansas City for a while, right? Yeah, Jason. I've been in Kansas City for uh, over 30 years. I actually came uh, here to study at William Jewell as an undergrad and uh, really never left. I've uh, been um, engaged with William Jewell in a couple of different forms, but uh, currently vice president. And um, part of that's because I'm such a big fan of higher education uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, what it can do for people's lives and I think the difference it makes uh, in the in the community. And so, um, my intention was to leave. <laughs> I, sure. I never really intended to say at Jewel all, all these years, but 
um, it's just been too attractive to stay. And um, it's um, if you're familiar at all with uh, Winchell College, it's a great, great community. Um, uh, amazing uh, professors, a uh, place that really cares about Kansas City, cares about um, I mean, not just our students, but what uh, we as an organization can do for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the other things I do is uh, we have a art series called the Harriman Jewel Series. And we, I saw that. We present in uh, uh, downtown Kansas City at the Kauffman Center at the Folly Theater, and then also some other venues around town. And so um, uh, that series really is focused on um, uh, taking the best performing artists from around the world and bringing them to Kansas City. And so we've been doing that for 53 years. And, and that's the Harriman Jewel Series? Harriman Jewel Series. I saw you're also the executive director. I, d- I didn't mention that in your title because I wanted to learn actually what it was to make sure it was connected. I saw Jewel was in the name, but uh, I wanted to make sure that wasn't something else that you did on the side. That was an act- that's, that's affiliated with you, with the college and what you do there. It is, and the, uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous uh, series. Um, we, um, uh, we bring about 18 events and also have an education series. And so uh, one of our claims to fame is that we were the uh, – First presenter of a professional recital for Luciano Pavarotti. Oh, really? Uh, did that way back in uh, 1973, and so um, uh, that sort of put us on the map. And uh, since then, we've been sort of cranking out these uh, great performances. Wow, that's amazing! And Dr. Armstrong, via phone, you've been around William Jewell for quite a while as well. You have a background. Um, you know, you've been all over the place, but you got a, a, a bachelor at Oklahoma, and then you went to Georgetown for your PhD, and then you you've you've been at uh, William Jewell for a quite a long time. Tell us about your background and uh, how exciting it is to be a part of what William Jewell has done over the years. I came to William Jewell in 1992, and the shock of my life is that I stayed. I never intended to stay at William Jewell. I had not gone to a place like William Jewell, and frankly, a place like William Jewell College, when I was considering colleges, was never on my radar screen. A small very teaching-oriented liberal arts college. Um, And one of the things that's been really uh, a pleasant surprise is that all three of my kids chose to go to places like William Jewell, small to medium, residential liberal arts colleges, because they saw all the stuff from the student side and from the family side, and that's what they wanted to do as well. I was doing my PhD at Georgetown University, and I came to Jewell, and I thought, I'm going to finish my PhD. And then I'm going to move on in a couple of years. And I have had a ball at Jewel. Um, I get to teach great courses that I really love, ranging from war ethics to intro to world politics to U.S. national security to a very interesting senior capstone on bioethics called Birth by Any Means, the Ethics of Reproductive Technology. And those courses have really helped me grow. And I get to work with impressive students. And we're digging in on some of the most wicked, complex problems that we face in our country and around the world today. And it's been just really a lot of fun working with Jewel students. And frankly, that was the thing that convinced me to stay as I realized that working with the kind of students that Jewel has was so energizing and so uplifting in terms of what I was doing on a day-to-day basis that I wanted to stay at Jewel. So I'm one of those lucky people in America who's paid a decent salary to do a job that I love. And every day when I'm walking up to work, I am, I'm energized and jazzed about going to work up with Jewel students. Look at that. That's a positive. Wow. That's a, it's very invigorating. Kind of makes me yeah, want to go I back to go back to school and, and start actually, uh, 
It's get, getting some more degrees. Man, you're firing me up, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Well, oh, come on. I think we could have a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so give us kind of a, a download, Clark, about uh, William Jewell College for those of us who maybe, you know, ne- don't know where it is, haven't been on campus. Uh, what's the student population look like? Uh, you know, and, and we'll get into it a little bit more after that. So William Jewell's been around for a long time. It was founded in 1849. It's in Liberty, Missouri. It is on the highest point in Clay County. So there's a hill on the east side of town, uh, just east of downtown, and uh, that's where William Jewell College is. It's actually a it's a small college, and it's about 1,000 students. Mm, I was but, wondering what the size was. Yeah, about 1,000. But uh, we've actually got quite a bit of land, so we have uh, almost 600 acres, and uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful, classic place. And so we um, are uh, proud to be a part of Liberty, but also claim the whole um, metro region. And mm-hmm. As you might imagine, with most small colleges, you do have, um, you know, probably 60% of your students that come from within a 200-mile radius. So we have a lot of uh, folks from this region that come to William Jewell. But then we also have uh, people from all of the United States and all over the world uh, that come. We also have athletics, correct? We do. Uh, we're a NCAA Division II school. And so um, – and we are – our philosophy is that, uh, you know, we believe in the whole person. So – uh, you know, uh, we're the critical thinking college, which I think we're going to talk about here in a mm-hmm. little while. But yeah. uh, and we believe in the development of the mind, but we also do believe in the development of uh, all the other aspects of your life and your and your body. And so um, we um, we want uh, our students to be actively engaged in life. And uh, we believe that there is learning that happens all over the place. Mm hmm. And uh, Dr. Armstrong, you've uh, actually, I'm going to have Ryan actually get in here too in a second. Um, you, you teach a lot of political science courses. What's that like? I, I know uh, that. And what's that major like these days? I actually got a minor, I believe, in political science in college. So, Oh, excellent. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I joined the faculty in 1992 just as the Cold War was ending. And I got to say, it has not been boring ever since. <laughs> um, so we have got great courses in political science. We start our major with a course called Intro to Politics. Um, and it's not a course where you do, for example, survey methods. It's not a course where you're looking only at institutional dynamics. From the very beginning, we wanted to say to our students, we want you to compare the United States with other important countries, especially non-democratic countries around the world. So when I first did it, we compared the United States and China. We were actually sitting there in class reading John Locke's second treatise and reading Confucius, the Analects. And by the way, the students did not like Confucius, who says you have to obey your parents even when you are 35 years old and even when you know they are wrong. (laughs) Um, And the guy who teaches the class today is our chairman of the department. He is a specialist in Russian politics. He is fluent in Russian. He is married to a Russian. He's doing research on Russian civil society reaction to terrorism. But he decided over 15 years ago that our students needed to start to encounter political Islam. Um, And so even though he is a really deep Russia specialist, he teaches that course on comparing the United States with the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, And that it's an amazing course. They do a deep about four week dive into Islam and political Islam. They're looking at wire diagrams of the Iranian form of government, which is the craziest form of government that any of us in political sciences have ever seen. 
But it's crucial that we figure out what's going on in that country because of very important current problems in foreign policy. And that's how our major starts. We're mm. starting to say to students from the very beginning who are overwhelmingly American, overwhelmingly from the Midwest part of the country, we want you to look around the world to compare the United States with what's going on. The senior seminars are taught in a rotating um, set of schedules. And so when I teach it, it's war ethics. And the question is, are there rules in war or is the only thing that really matters is the most efficient route to victory? When our department chair teaches it, it's on forgiveness. And they are reading an amazing book uh, called Sunflower, which is written by the great Nazi hunter Simon Wiesenthal. And it's by an, he's encountering, when he's in a death camp, an SS officer <clears throat> who asks for forgiveness before he dies. Wow. And the question was whether or not forgiveness is appropriate. And then you're into looking at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. That's a lot, the beginning. That's a lot that's of interesting end. stuff. That's a lot of interesting stuff right there, Dr. Armstrong. I feel smarter just even listening to you speak. Uh, we're going to get more into that after the break. And I want to talk more about critical thinking at William Jewell and also talk about some of the other things that you are doing uh, on campus. Uh, you're, we're listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back after the break. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM. I appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, you're listening via iTunes on podcasts on the website, Grill Nation show, or on the radio today on 980 AM. You can connect with me on social media at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show on Twitter. I'm also available and connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram as well. Search for my name. Uh, we have Ryan Humphrey in studio today, vice president at BOK Financial, one of the best banks and bankers in Kansas City. He is a guest hosting with me today, a great partner and supporter of the Grill Nation show. Also joined by Dr. Gary Armstrong, who is the associate dean for core curriculum at William Jewell College. And again, uh, Clark Morris, who's the vice president for advancement at William Jewell College and the executive director of the Harriman Jewell series. Uh, Ryan is going to kick us off here uh, with a uh, first question here for Clark. Yeah, sure. So I've gotten to know William Jewell over the last three or four years, just having regular conversations with Brian Clemens, the CFO there. And I work with several private colleges throughout the Midwest. And there's a lot of schools out there that um, have a lot of different curriculums or kind of specialties to them. And so in a recent conversation with Brian, he was telling me about a new focus or newer focus for William Jewell and a way that you're differentiating yourself from these hundreds of other colleges in the Midwest. So Clark, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about this um, new curriculum or new way of becoming the critical thinking college. Yeah, Ryan. And let me just say that there's a lot of great colleges out there and a, and a lot of great uh, choices. And, uh, and I'm an advocate generally for higher education. And so, um, you know, I celebrate uh, everybody that's out there pursuing and sure. trying to make themselves better. Um, but we we do feel that uh, Jewel's a special place, and uh, our focus is to uh, to try to create and help shape critical thinkers uh, for the world. And we have this internal philosophy. So this is not something that we generally share externally. But uh, our internal philosophy is that we are critical thinkers in community, pursuing meaningful lives. And 
um, that really uh, guides us and shapes us in, um, in everything that we do. And, but it leads to this focus on uh, critical thinking. And um, I mean, critical thinking is a part of uh, a lot of educational settings, uh, but there's a, a pretty special way that we approach that at Jewel, which is that uh, our core curriculum is uh, a critical thinking core. And right. so every student goes uh, through that. And that um, it has, we, we have seen that that has had a powerful impact uh, on our graduates' lives. And so um, I'll let uh, Gary talk more specifically about that because he is, uh, he's really at the center of uh, teaching and shaping okay. that curriculum. Yeah, and Gary, I'll bring you on here, uh, Dr. Armstrong. Uh, you guys are – And you, you feel free to call me Gary. That's all okay, right. Okay, okay. You never know. Like I, I know you worked hard for that PhD, so I want to continue to call you by doctor. But I will call you Gary if it's okay. But um, yeah. you talk about beyond the traditional liberal arts uh, approach, you're, in, you're integrating in, uh, uh, analytics, analytical thinking, reasoning, ethical decision-making into some courses around three key questions, which I want you to speak about. Uh, what is truth? How do we know? And what do we, what do we do? How should we live? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So talk mm-hmm. about that and how that core curriculum kind of addresses some of these things. Well, what we're doing in the core curriculum is working with students to try to figure out how they can grapple with some of the hardest questions in their world. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, we're trying to get them to see that that requires conversation and dialogue. And it requires them to be ready when uh, at different points in their classes and in the curriculum to say, okay, on this complicated problem, I think there are probably three good, reasonable views. And what I'm getting ready to do is to say, I think this one is the most persuasive, and I'm going to be clear and fair about the standards for my judgment. And I'm even going to be willing to be open to being challenged about the standards for my judgment. And so critical thinking has a lot to do with how you evaluate contending or different solutions to problems. And when we use the word evaluate, what we're simply saying is to declare something persuasive or unpersuasive and to be clear and fair about the standards for your judgment. So getting students ready to do that is a lot of work. Um, Mm. And in the core curriculum, it starts with a class that all students take called the Responsible Self which is really about identity and community and the place of individuals. And they're reading, for example, John Stuart Mill, and they're reading St. Augustine. They're reading the Bhagavad Gita, which is the key scripture of the Hindu world. And they're trying to sort out, how do these things speak to me? And how do I know when they're giving different views about the role of the individual? How do I know how they even start grappling with whether or not I find that persuasive? Mm. By the time they're seniors, for example, they may be in a class with me on bioethics, which is really the ethics of reproductive technology or infertility. They're trying to figure out, do they think that, for example, commercial surrogacy, which is where people pay a woman to carry their child and the woman is paid beyond reasonable expenses, they're trying to figure out whether or not that's baby selling. Now that is a really this is a, this is a conversation I, I sometimes like to have out with friends. You know, deep conversations <laughs> like this. I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, this this is being discussed in college, eh? Yeah, and, and they're looking at different views. And the key to it is, I'm right in your face, Jason, saying, okay, Jason, of these three views, which one do you find most persuasive? 
And how do you know? And my job is to give you some of the very best things to read and think about as you start trying to shape what your view is. But then you're going to get into an argument with Ryan because you probably disagree. And what you're trying to do is to figure out why you disagree and then to be fair to each other's own views. And what we've seen over and over in the core curriculum is that students rise at William Jewell to these kind of discussions. When you put a complicated problem in front of them, especially when it involves questions of ultimate identities and ethics and moral status, the students at Jewell rise to it and they go really far and really deep. Mm. So these these courses that you mentioned, Responsible Self, Birth by Any Means, these are created to, to these are designed exactly to create powerful conversations by identity justice reform, dealing with a world that's changed and how to have conversations about tough topics and disagree. Now, this world is changing, Clark and, and, and Gary, you can answer this. Uh, Gen Z students, I, I just heard about Gen Z the other day, <laughs> they want more of a purpose-driven education. Is that right? Is that something you're seeing? Because to me, purpose-driven is kind of taken over, uh, whether you're a company, you're building a e-commerce business, you're... Uh, you know, trying to build culture at your office, uh, company culture. I mean, it seems like this new generation wants more of that, uh, things that, that Gary's just been talking about also purpose-driven life. Yeah, they're actually less uh, materialistic generally and, um, and, and, and more interested in. They have a deep desire uh, to, uh, to be involved in things that have meaning in their lives. And so uh, that's, that's – uh, really, the kind of community that uh, Jewel um, has been for a long time—it's a—it's a place that is uh, concerned about life and what is meaningful about life, and how can you contribute to uh, work that is meaningful to uh, a community that is uh, meaningful. And so, we actually find that um, you know we have um, we have football players, you know, uh, we have nurses, we have. Uh, all kinds of students that uh, really get into these conversations. They're tough conversations, um, but uh, it's also kind of delightful then to, uh, because they have this common experience, to also see them as alums, and you can bring alums uh, together from uh, different classes, and they uh, they instantly have uh, sort of a, a meaningful conversation about the Bhagavad Gita or um, you know these texts that they've written and the, and the questions that they've wrestled with. Mm. Ryan, did you get this uh, education as a, as a banker? Is I, that- I, I did not. I was just thinking as, <laughs> as Gary was speaking that this is a little bit different than my finance and economics background, but <laughs> very, very but- interesting nonetheless. And, you know, Gary, I, some of those topics that you touched on, I imagine those those arguments can get heated and people are fighting to defend their position. And, and what a great experience to have in college because that certainly takes place in the workplace no matter what you're doing. I think that's definitely true. And part of what we're working with students is to say it is all right to be passionate and committed about these, but you have to listen carefully to other people. Right. So one of the components of my assignments that drives seniors at William Jewell completely up the wall is they have to identify the strongest opposing argument to their own view, and they have to address it fairly. And the fastest way to fail that assignment is to be unfair to that opposing argument. Hmm. God, I wish we could we could implement uh, Gary's policies in, in politics these <laughs> nationwide. Days. You need to take the show on the road, Gary, and start giving speeches to uh, to candidates out there and to both parties and uh, spectrums all over the United States because well, Jason, that doesn't if happen. Add, if Jason, if I could add something, you raised a really good question about the sense of purpose among Generation Z 
And I think part of what's going on is they know and they sense that something has gone deeply wrong in this country. And it's not simply something that's gone wrong in this country. There are things going on all over the world that look not only wrong, but dangerous. And I think they are starting to put together a sense that what they're going to have to do is to figure out how do they negotiate a world that is changing so rapidly and so deeply, and in some ways that are not healthy for what it means to live well. Mm, yes, I, I, that's that's so true. That's so true. Again, our guests today are Clark Morris and uh, uh, Dr. Gary Armstrong from William Jewell, also joined by Ryan Humphrey. Uh, 50 seconds left in this segment. I want to mention that Jewel also offers a second major for doing, uh, which is Applied Critical Thought and uh, Inquiry. They call it ACT-IN, ACTIN, which combines the deep core with action components for a second major. Uh, it, as well, you guys also have a uh, other ways to integrate uh, purpose-driven students and, and lifestyles into your college journey, such as Journey Grants, which send students all over the world for academic enrichment and service. Uh, we'll get into maybe that in the, after the break, but I also want to talk about you are the critical thinking college, and that's beyond a marketing slogan. But I want to talk about kind of uh, the needs of the real world here in Kansas City, employers, jobs, uh, what you guys do in the community, uh, both here in Kansas City and regionally uh, to place people and to, uh, to help them in their careers. We're here with today with William Jewell College and with uh, Missouri Bank and BOK Financial. You're listening to the Grill Nation Show. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM. Appreciate you uh, joining us here today. If you're also, if you're listening on iTunes, we greatly appreciate that via podcast. Uh, again, my guest today, uh, guest host is Ryan Humphrey from BOK Financial, great sponsor and supporter of the Grill Nation Show. Also is uh, Clark Morris from William Jewell and Dr. Gary Armstrong as well from William Jewell. Uh, we're going to get into some, we've been talking about critical thinking in college and exploring all of the amazing things that uh, students are doing at William Jewell, but I want to I want Ryan here to ask a question, hone us in on uh, uh, responding to the needs of the workforce and placing people and actually uh, getting paid right. here in the real world. So, Right. So, Gary, you get to touch on a lot of interesting topics in your courses that you teach and fascinating stuff nonetheless. But, you know, I'm, I'm a lowly banker and my, my job doesn't get to touch on those conceptual issues. And so I'm sitting here thinking this stuff is all so fascinating. But how do you kind of bring it down and, and bring it into the workforce so that these students can go out into the workforce and apply these critical thinking skills? Yeah, the heart of this exercise to me is in every place, in every job, you're going to encounter complex problems. And when you encounter complex problems, we want you to develop the practice and skills and the habits to say, okay, I've got to figure out which are the best solutions to this. And then I've got to figure out how am I going to go in front of the boss and say, mm -hmm. I think this is the one. And the boss is going to ask me all kinds of great questions, including, have you looked carefully at this one? And what we're thinking is that the habits of critical thinking are exactly the kinds of things that will prepare you for that. The heart of the exercise is figuring out what you find to be the most persuasive solution to a problem. And then you've got to be fair and honest with other people about what standard you're using for your judgment. I think whether that's banking or you're getting ready to go to law or you're going to become an officer of the Marine Corps or you're going to teach second grade, those are all really important ways of trying to figure out how to get better. Very exciting. I'm, I'm just looking at your website. You guys, Clark, uh, 
you, you respond to a lot of needs here in Kansas City and beyond, and, and you've recently added a civil engineering, uh, uh, work in civil engineering, and also Kansas City's only undergraduate program in data science to address workforce gaps, and you also have an emphasis in innovation and entrepreneurship, all things that are important on this show. Talk about kind of those tracks and uh, how they're important in, at William Jewell. So those uh, those two majors are the last uh, two majors that we've added, and it's a direct response to uh, industry in Kansas City. So we're in conversation now with um, industry leaders. Uh, we do uh, what we call a Jewel Summit uh, uh, twice a year, a fall and a spring summit, where we bring um, industry uh, leaders together, and we have these conversations about uh, workforce development, about what they're seeing uh, in their workforce and uh, and what they're forecasting for what they need. And two of the things we heard is that um, that we need more civil engineers um, and that the, the demand, particularly in Kansas City, is higher than um, the supply. And uh, also that um, we need people that can analyze data. And so we've uh, started uh, both of these majors um, as a direct response to industry saying, hey, this is what we need. And so the, the other thing that we've seen is that um, uh, and we've done a, a lot of research about before that we came out uh, to say uh, we knew that critical thinking was endemic to Jewel. But, you know, can we actually come out and say that Jewel is the critical thinking college? Is that going to be relevant to the marketplace? But uh, what uh, corporate execs and, um, you know, our partners in Kansas City are saying is that um, this is the skill um, that I need in my workforce um, because uh, there is such rapid change. It is um, hard to see, um, you know, where you're going to be able to find profit tomorrow because of the mm-hmm. nature of change. And so um, I need uh you know, I, I need workers that have those critical thinking skills that can solve problems and be able to, um, you know, help us so that we can adapt as the market uh, shifts. And so uh, we think that, um, you know, uh, our focus is uh, not just an academic exercise. Um, in fact, um, there's a lot of concern in the world today about um, in, in higher education about um, uh, is it worth the cost? Is it uh, and you know I I actually have a uh, my oldest son's in college now and uh, I've got a, a junior in high school so we're as parents we're right in the middle of this you know of this conversation and um, you're worried about uh, are they going to get a job are they going to take on too much debt or and mm-hmm. um, what we see with uh, Jewel graduates is that ninety nine point six percent of them six months after graduation are either enrolled in graduate school or employed gainfully and. Wow. Um, and we that's don't. That's pretty high. I mean, ninety nine point six. You can't get much higher than that. Well, no, you could get a little rare. higher, but, but not <laughs> you much. You can take it to ninety nine point seven next year, Clark. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> but uh, we also don't. Uh, we don't see our graduates, you know, defaulting on their loans if they have taken out student loans. We also give a tremendous amount of uh, scholarships. So a big part of my work is uh, actually about uh, philanthropy and bringing dollars in so that um, so that we can make this great education accessible for students. Uh, because that's what we want, you know. Our uh, we're not successful if they're not successful uh, out in the world, right. and um, so the um, so it's really been um, a lot of fun and very satisfying to see uh, what our graduates have been able to do. Uh, uh, Gary, uh, we got about three minutes left here in the show. Do you have any uh, examples of any Jewel students or alumni who are connecting their learning with their values? Uh, or Clark, I guess we'll start with Gary. Is there anyone that you want to? Any any stories, anecdotes of students that are really really yeah, taking what me, they learned? 
Yeah, let me give you three quick ones. There is a student who is one of our physics students who designed what is called the sunshine box. And what that does is create a simple solar-powered box that villagers in developing countries can use um, to power internal lights, to charge up their cell phones. And she's made it rugged. She's, I mean, it's, she had it d- displayed on campus. And what she was doing is saying, look, this is a complex engineering problem, but it's about meeting real social needs for people in the developing world. We wow. have a student who was a nonprofit leadership major. She went to Denmark to take a class on the effect of new laws on victims of human trafficking. Then she came back to Kansas City, and she now works with Veronica's Voice, which is one of the key anti-trafficking organizations here in Kansas City. We've got a couple of students who are doing amazing work for, shall we just say, very interesting agencies of the United States government. Uh, One of them um, has been highly decorated and is involved in very sensitive work. And what's amazing is he came back to talk at William Jewell. And the Jewell students were just really closely talking to him about some of the ethical dilemmas involved in his work. And it became clear they were front and center to who he is. He explained how complex these problems are and how he lived with them every day. That's the kind of stuff that Jewell students are doing. It's awesome. And it's very, it's just sitting here listening. It's like, we're all so busy in our lives, uh, with, with, with work and with family. I mean, just having the the time to actually like pull back. I'm sitting here, Ryan, thinking to myself, wouldn't it be cool to like spend a few weeks and just like turn off your email and have some of these conversations without having to worry about anything. It'd be great to step away and take a deep (laughs) look at anything like that. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show today. Uh, any, any final words here from Clark or, or Gary, uh, you know, the website is jewel.edu if you want to check out more information. Do you have anything you wanted to share, Clark, before we uh, we take the end of the show here today? I, I would say that uh, one of the things that, um, we, you know, we've tried to emphasize is that we really want to be uh, a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, with the Harriman Jewel series, uh, we're putting these concerts uh, on uh, in order to bring you that respite from your email and to be able to inspire you with uh, great performing artists. And we, we you know, would invite you to, uh, to come to those. But um, but we have a lot of ways that you can engage with Jewel, and so uh, we're bringing speakers in. Um, we and so we would uh, just invite the community to say, uh, you know, this. Uh, even though it may seem like there's this uh, place, you know, up on the hill in, in Liberty, <laughs> uh, but uh, but this is a it's an open campus. It's a place that um, that we want the community of it to be a part of, uh, and that the community to go beyond, uh, you know, the, the, the jewel hall steps. We love it. We love it. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on the show. Dr. Gary Armstrong and Clark Morris. Also, Ryan Humphrey. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks guys. We'll see you again next week here on grill nation.